What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more. Let's see if my next guest, Jonathan Rose, Chicago Fed eco economic advisor, can help shed some light on um, what shaped the sentiment, certainly last year. Um, Jonathan, really appreciate you joining us here on the program. And you and the Chicago Fed conducted a study to see how fast um, the, the crypto run happened in 2022. And, and I think more importantly, you know, how large it actually was. We all covered Celsius and Voyager, those collapses and FTX um, to kind of crown it, crown it off. But we have never really gotten our hands around a number. Have you been able to quantify, uh, Jonathan, at the Chicago Fed, what happened? Yeah, that's right. Um, thanks for having me. And so in addition to the, the firms you named, we also looked at BlockFi and, and uh, Genesis and uh, um, and you could use bankruptcy documents to characterize the outflows that they had uh, just before their failures in 2022. Uh, and so, you know, what we saw is a classic financial crisis. We saw um, billions of dollars flowing out uh, in the most extreme instance at FTX. It was within just a few days uh, at the others. It was at, over the course of a week or two. Um, and, uh, it, you know, the investors that were able to leave, they left at 100 cents on the dollar. The ones that didn't, they're still uh, creditors to the bankruptcy estate, as you know. So there were, um, you know, this is an important policy issue that we thought we needed to look at because uh, of the serious lapses in investor protection that, that we saw um, with you know, instances of these firms offering 10, 15 percent returns on certain investments and making risky investments in firms like Three Arrows Capital or in uh, the Terra Luna project and suffering losses and causing some of their investors to, to flee. So what was the number that you found? You looked at Celsius, Voyager, BlockFi, Genesis, FTX. Um, when you aggregate all of those losses and the bankruptcy filings you went through, how much damage did they do? I'd say I think the, the most severe run was at Voyager Digital. They lost 36% of their assets over the course of a couple of weeks, and that was several hundred million dollars. Overall, it was in the billions. Uh, of course, it depends on how you value it, because uh, these 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 firms, um, by the time they actually went bankrupt, the crypto assets they were holding uh, were, were worth less. It would be almost double in, in, in 10 or 20 billion uh, if we valued it at the peak of their crypto asset holdings. You see an industry here that's kind of in search for new players when it comes to trading and exchanges and even lending here. When you kind of look at the research that you've done across the, the firms that have gone bankrupt, what are the things that you worry about the most in terms of behaviors that might repeat itself? Yeah, I mean, I think this is an industry where we've seen instances of trying to avoid regulation. Uh, in, in the case of these five firms that we studied last year, um, the most important 
regulation at issue is securities laws. And, you know, if, if they were offering um, investment products that were promising high returns and they weren't registering them as securities. And so the, this is the exact sort of um, lapse in investor protection that securities laws are uh, concerned about. I'd also say more generally, you know, I don't need to tell you, um, there, there have been acts of fraud uh, in addition to the well-known cases involving FTX. Um, there's also, for example, Celsius and the, the fraud accusations that the state of New York has brought against um, its leaders. Uh, and that's the sort of thing that uh, can lead to run behavior um, okay. because it, you know people have studied runs over financial history. They find that when investors have trust in their financial institutions, they're more likely to stick around during a crisis. And so when you have um, a, an ecosystem like the crypto asset ecosystem in which there have been a number of um, frauds and unexpected losses, uh, I think investors might be particularly skittish and prone to uh, running on institutions in a crisis. You know, I, I'm I, looking at your study, Jonathan, I see that Celsius marketed the platform with uh, catchphrases like banks are not your friends and unbank yourself. Voyager Digital urged customers to uh, beat your bank. So, yeah, I mean, this is really a pitch um, that these firms were making, Shanali. Well, you know what's interesting here, too, Matt? I'm, I'm kind of curious to hear one more thing from Jonathan here, which is that there are a lot of regulators out there who believe that crypto is kind of a fringe industry. And and a risk that's on the horizon, but we have a Chicago Fed historian here telling us that this is a classical financial crisis in some ways. Do you think regulators are realizing the ripple effects here, Jonathan? I think they're super focused on potential ripple effects and trying to assess them. I mean, I think for the most part, the crypto asset ecosystem is not too interconnected with the uh, rest of the traditional financial system. But we did see some at the end of last year, um, especially with Silvergate and Signature, uh, two of the most important banks in terms of serving crypto asset customers. And um, you know, the collapse of FTX and other volatility in the crypto asset ecosystem last year likely contributed to their defaults. Um, and uh, you know, and were one factor in the in the banking problems we saw, especially at their height in March. So that's the sort of unexpected spillover in the traditional um, financial sector that I think financial regulators are very focused on. Jonathan, when I, I, I wonder when looking at a lot of these firms, they had differentiated units in, for example, FTX had a U.S. unit that wasn't involved in the collapse and failure of the larger international unit that was based offshore. Um, you know, a number of these businesses are uh, breaking themselves down regionally. And of course, the concern is that U.S. investors get caught up in it by using VPNs or some other means, investing in international um, uh, assets. But we don't know. Were you able to decipher in any way how much these bankruptcies impacted U.S.-based investors as opposed to international? Well, for the most part, um, the bankruptcy courts kept the usernames um, confidential, except for Celsius, where you can actually see the names of every one of their users. But um, yeah, and so you can see you can see a number of international users with uh, names in in other alphabets, for example. Um, but uh, that's a, that's a that's a tough question, um, and I think one that regulars are probably still sorting through the extent to which U.S. customers are accessing overseas platforms. But they had a lot of U.S. customers in these platforms. Jonathan Rose, thank you for your research and your time. That is Jonathan Rose, Chicago Fed economic advisor. 
Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.